Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home in our movie of the week, Inception. All right, fellas, we're good to go. All right, team. Welcome back. Uh, this week, we actually have a avid moviegoer, our guest, host for the week. Got my main man, Rico Baker Moss. Welcome to the pod, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time coming, guys. You know, right. Javi's out here kicking me out. I didn't know if it was going to no. happen. No, I, said, I got I got the power. I said I was going to do it. <laughs> you know, I listened to my man, uh, Uncle Ben, right? Great power from great responsibility. So I'm not going to use it. Use it too crazy. <laughs> Heavy is the crown. Heavy yeah. is the crown. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. So uh, let's have our listeners get to know you a little bit, man. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, how does that sound? Sounds good to me, man. All right. Uh, I'll start with the first question I have here. Uh, what is your favorite movie? So, favorite movie, Fallen, Denzel Washington, Ooh, John good Goodman. 96, right? <laughs> Is on my side. <laughs> Ninety-eight. That was my Ninety-eight. Oh, that's 98. a good play. Wow. And that's- Gregory <laughs> Hoblet was the director. And if that sounds familiar to you, he came back nine. Uh, what? Two thousand seven. Fracture. That's a good one. That's that guy. Ooh, that's, that's that a good guy. one right there. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Javi, grab the next one, man. So, Rico, what is your? Or excuse me. Who is your favorite actor? Uh, I will have to say at this present moment, it's going to be Denzel. You know, okay. quarantine happened and everybody had like those inspirational, you know, videos and stuff that they were throwing out there. Yeah. And Denzel <laughs> ended up in one of them and they were talking about like his first gig that he was going to get. Mm-hmm. And basically it was like some slapstick comedy and somebody told him right off the gate like, hey, 
that's who you're going to be. Like that's going to depict who you are. Uh, and as a broke actor, he, he had it in him to turn it down, uh, ended up filming. Uh, what was it? Uh, Pelican brief a little bit later. And here's Denzel now. So I like it. Nice. He can go anywhere from action, drama, to com- comedies, two guns with Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. <laughs> so I, can, I appreciate the whole scope, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good deal. Good deal, man. So there's, uh, you know, we've been on this earth. We're all about the same age. So we've been on yep. the earth for a few decades now. What is your favorite decade for movies? It hasn't happened yet. Like off gate, you know, when Fallen came out, that was like one of the biggest plot twists. And I don't know if you want to know, like on the heels of that, Six Sense then came out. Yeah, 99 yeah. was Six Sense. Yeah. So it's like this little pocket of everybody had to have the biggest twist. Hmm. But I just feel like, you know, with technology, uh, the talent, like it just continues to grow. So like, I don't think I can say, you know, let's just say 90 to 2000 was my favorite or 2000, 2010. You got the Avengers okay. thrown in there, all that. Yeah. But it, it just hasn't yeah, yeah. happened because it just keeps progressing, getting better. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, Rico, what is your favorite theater to watch movies at? Home now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, COVID. <laughs> home. Oh no, <laughs> send me home. Uh, before that, <laughs> it really would have been. I mean, obviously, regular AMC. Um, yeah. Whatever was closest, and whoever offered that five dollar matinee on Sundays, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was Bargain there. Like going, a couple right? weeks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right man. all right good deal uh one more here man so when you're in your movie theater right and enjoying your five dollars sunday matinee uh mm-hmm. what is your go-to favorite movie snack well at that point i can splurge can i because i paid five dollars to get in that's right <laughs> but it's popcorn man it's popcorn <laughs> like it's right. iconic douts it with the butter little salt mm. whatever it's the popcorn greasy hands when you leave large coke Whatever. Good deal, man. Good deal. Good deal there. Well, man, I'm glad we were able to go ahead and get to know you and have our list listeners give you a little bit of movie cred now, okay? So now you're on board. Oh. Now you're respecting me a little bit. Oh. A little respect, (laughs) All right, man. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead and dive into this No Way Home trailer, man. Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? We'll, we'll start with you, Javi. Um, we were waiting for so long. I had no idea what we are getting. <laughs> and it, honestly, it was pretty wild compared to, like, the rumors, you know, quotation yeah. quotation marks there. I'm really interested to see who this Doctor Strange is because I don't believe that's Doctor Strange. Ooh. Oh, wow. I, 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 th- I think we got some kind of imposter. What? Something going on. Something's uh, going on. That's already happened just, one time in, in Captain Marvel. We're going to do something like that again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it could just be another uh, sorcerer of some sort, you know? Mm, interesting. Something just just doesn't, doesn't feel right about a man. Something doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like grits with sugar. <laughs> Give me your thoughts, Rico, uh, about that trailer. Uh... I'm ready. I did yeah. not think I was going to be, but that actually piqued my interest very much. So I have to say that I do think it is Dr. Strange. I <laughs> kind of disagree with you there, Javi, but it's kind of wild. Like you look at it, like just the kind of Spider-Man, they, they unveil who he is. He's walking around. He's no longer just mm-hmm. Peter Parker. 
He's the Peter Parker Spider-Man. I'm interested. I never thought that would happen. So now, like, I, I got to see what happens. How does his life pan out? It was like, it's just a strange twist with, with the magic now. Because they're trying to reverse uh, it. That's what he was trying to do with the yeah. little spell. And he, he started thinking too much because, as we know, this Peter Parker is a lot of, he's a talker. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very curious to see, like, well, what did he, what did he mess up? Guys, we're missing the point here, okay? The point Uh-oh. of this Uh-oh. trailer is he's having bad guys from other Spider-Man movies. So the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, he's having those baddies come in. And supposedly he has Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this movie as well. So I think that's the bigger draw. Yeah, he's Peter Parker Spider-Man. we haven't seen that yet. We saw Doc Ock. We saw Doc Ock, but we hadn't seen any other Spider-Man yet at all. Multiverse, baby. Here we go. I mean, I understand what you're saying. (laughs) Well, that's that's placed into the Doctor Strange. I can see that, you know, shaking off somewhere in there. Man, I'm really excited for this movie. Christmas cannot come soon enough. Hmm. We got a few movies in between now and then that is going to tie us over. But uh, Christmas, come on. I'm ready for that eggnog mm-hmm. and Spider-Man. Let's go. Nah. Eggnog and Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and jump in and discuss this week's movie. We got Inception. This movie dropped in theaters back in 2010. Uh, a few other movies that were released in 2010 was Black Swan, The Town, 127 Hours, Love and Other Drugs, Winter's Bone, Grown Ups, She's Out of My League, True Grit, Easy A, and oh my God, this was just a great movie, Due Date. <laughs> and t- 2010 had some bangers, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Inception was written and directed by the great Christopher Nolan. We had a $160 million budget on this one, and it grossed $836.8 million at the box office. Come on. No telling what it's making on uh, Netflix and HBO Max now. Yeah. A star in this one, we have Leonardo DiCaprio as Dom Cobb, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Arthur, Elliot Page as Ariadne, uh, Tom Hardy as Eames, Ken Watanabe as Sato, Colian Murphy as Robert Michael Fisher, Marion Cotillard as Mal Cobb, Michael Caine as Professor Stephen Miles. All right. I butcher those names like every time I do that, too, so <laughs> it's no big deal at this point. Our our uh, listeners definitely know about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> JV, before we uh, dive into this uh, great movie, uh, give mm. us that great quick synopsis you give us each and every week, sir. So this is a team of uh, some of the most handsome thieves, right? <laughs> Uh, they go into the minds of a heir of a business empire. They got to go a dream into a dream into a dream in order to plant this seed for an idea for him to dissolve his father's empire. Uh, and Dom has to complete this mission to get back home to his family. And the whole time, his deceased wife is continuously trying to foil his plans. That's solid right there, bro. Let's go. All <laughs> right. I want to watch this movie right now instead of talk about it, man. <laughs> Two and a half hours. You can get in before midnight if you start. <laughs> really All right, guys. So Inception, let's go ahead and, um, you know, we're going to talk about some of these plot points and everything here. So we have a team of people who go to the subconscious of a wealthy businessman to place an idea in his brain. That's a sci-fi heist thriller 
Wild. I don't know about you, you gentlemen, but you can already go ahead and just sign me up for that one, right? Like- <laughs> yeah. Every every aspect of movies we love just jammed into one. <laughs> but the plot, man. Let, let's talk about the. What are your guys' thoughts on the plot? There. Let's start with you, Rico. What is the plot? That's the question. The entire time, it's still what is the plot? Like you understand it, you get it. The movie comes on, you're excited. Yeah. It goes on, then it ends, and then you're no longer excited about what happened. Did the plot happen? Did the seed get planted? Did the heist work? We don't know. Right. So, yeah, sure. Great plot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. It angers me. I'm sorry. It angers me. Because <laughs> as soon as you see uh, the little thing start to wobble. That's it. Done. We don't know. It goes back to I do not know what happened this entire movie up until then. But. With that being said, because I knew I was coming on the show, I've watched it several times. Oh, yeah. And now I think I know what actually happened at the end. But I'll say that okay. till we get there. Okay. 10-4, 10-4. Yep. So, like, I wasn't, I don't know about you guys, but like I said, I was in the theater opening night. I mean, Javi, I think you said it right in your synopsis. One of my notes is a team of well-dressed people to perform the opposite of a heist this time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Oh yeah, they're actually taking something to leave, right? <laughs> they're they're breaking in. And they're yeah. going to leave something very valuable. Worst thief ever. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! But they got Armani on, okay? <laughs> yeah, fresh. That's yeah. what matters. Every every dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because, like, uh, you know, I like this movie as big movies buffs and guys that we are. This team acts as a movie crew. And let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk in, let's jump into these characters. Uh, obviously, from the top, the main star of the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio, is Dom Cobb. Uh, you know, he plays the haunted widower. Uh, yep. what, what are your guys' thoughts about this leading man? Um, he's got his role, like you said, they're, they're a team. So this is the guy that is the one who knows how to push the thoughts around, right? Yeah. He goes in, he knows how to manipulate and con your subconscious into letting them in and to letting them do whatever he wants to do and getting what he needs out of you. And he's does show a lot of good leadership roles through there, but he's also got his own demons that he keeps bottled up. Tries to keep bottled up. Yeah, he tries. Yeah, it comes out from there. In the form of a freight train going yeah. <laughs> W.T. Harris yeah. Boulevard. <laughs> uh, he keeps the bottle up from the rest of his team. Not for yeah. himself. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> Dom's interesting, man. He's... Um, yeah. He's intense, he's sorrowful, <laughs> highly intelligent, and determined to get back to his children, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a professional thief who is the leader of this Inception scheme. Uh, once again, it's they all have to act as a movie crew. Dom is the director of this movie. Right. Um, you know, he's front and center. He is the, the biggest name. He is the Christopher Nolan. He even has Christopher Nolan's hairstyle in this movie, right? <laughs> the, the slick back hair, the dark clothes and everything. That's totally him. And um, and Leo just kills it in this role. Mm-hmm. Just like a once again, he's not really done a 
a, a real like sci-fi type movie and, and this he just brings it every single time in every single scene man that was fun to watch him oh, yeah. let's go down to uh joseph gordon levett as, as arthur talk to me rico typical wingman he's he's the robin he's sitting there you know he's going through it he he believes he also tries to check him when he needs to be checked. Yeah. Like he got, he got to, yeah. He's an assistant manager, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he's really doing all the work, yeah. but he's like, ah, you know. Is that why he wears the vest the whole time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just, just ain't got his name tag on. His name tag. Doing all the dirty work, you know? <laughs> his pleated plants got dirty, you know? It's, 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 it's a whole lot of things going on there for that guy. Not the spectacular about it. But it's you understand what it is. You understand yeah. exactly what he's doing. You know why he's there, what he's there for. If you lose that character, if you lose him, the movie doesn't come full circle like it does. It just it just doesn't feel the same. I love that you made that point. Right, he is the manager. You know, he manages and scouts everything what they do. Arthur yeah. acts as the producer of this movie. Right, that the whole theme of it is they are a movie crew. So we got the director, we got the producer. Let's see what's up next. Javi, let's talk about uh, Elliot Page as Ariane. Uh, she is the architect. Uh, she takes over from the guy they had at the beginning of the movie, and she's recruited so she can do the constructs of the dreams. Like I said, everybody's kind of got their job, and it's her job to recreate these places, recreate the dream, the memory, and be the only one who knows the secrets about it, right? The other, the Dom, Arthur, um, anybody else who's in there, they're in her dream. Yeah. And, you know, they pull that other person into her dream and she, her job is to keep it, you know, as basically like a maze. They don't want to know what the layout is. They don't want to know the different parts about it because of that inner consciousness that comes after him after a while once they're in that dream for so long and like she's actually a very powerful character in this movie mm-hmm. especially when she, when dom is showing her around and i think it might have been like italy or you know somewhere very beautiful with all these different mm-hmm. cityscapes and mm-hmm. everything that she was able to do as soon as she got control of how to build and create all these different uh you know cityscapes and like the towers are folding and just yeah the the production was just crazy here man and like ariande acts as the production designer of this movie you know so we're, we're starting to see our how a movie is sculpted together uh with, within this so we have our uh production designer right there with her so yeah awesome man. let's go ahead and, and uh move move forward here Got Tom Hardy as Eames. Now, Tom Hardy was in Rock and Roll that we did last week. So he's the connection from last week to this week. Identity Thief who creates powers to impersonate people in the dream. Rico, this is one of my favorite characters in the movie, man. But what are your thoughts? That's one of your favorite characters? 100%. (laughs) Mine was Molly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was Molly. If you needed to know, <laughs> you mean that you mean that that smoke show blonde that he impersonates? <laughs> at the bar? She she wrecked everything. Yeah, no. and she was good for it. I, hey, good job, Maul. Uh, <laughs> he was so debonair, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was smooth. Being who he was, it was just so all right. You know, he's like the knuckles. <laughs> you know, like, just, he's like he's the knuckles. Yeah, like he's not yeah. the entire fist. But he's that good knuckle <laughs> of it, you know? <laughs> it's like, ah! 
<laughs> as you slowly matriculate through this two and a half hour movie, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the pieces that are intricately put together. Like you said, again, he's another one of those characters where without him, you miss something. But he's there for it. He's going through it with you. He's showing you what he can do. He's showing you that right away. You know, they came with him with that idea. He hesitated for what, 34 seconds? Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm in. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. Sign me up. How do I get to it? You know? I already got a better idea. Let's move on. So it, it, you need that. Like, you, you needed that guy, yeah. too. Like, it's. I couldn't have done a better job myself, is what I'm saying. No, I got you. Mm hmm. Good deal, good deal. All right, so move, moving forward here, uh, you know, I like to let everybody know what everybody's role is. Uh, Eames is, act- is the actor, right? In this, he's able to impersonate Molly the Blonde. Um, you know, he is, that's what he does professionally. He is an actor. Moving forward, we got Ken Watanabe as Mr. Sato. Uh, another great character, the rich Japanese businessman who hires Kyle to perform this inception, right? Mm-hmm. I like that he actually comes along for the ride and wants to make sure his investment pans out. Javi, uh, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about him? Man? Uh, he was, you know, he was shot most of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was a real, you know, he was a real, um, what do you call it? I can't think of the word. But anyways, so he was injured most of the movie when go in the first stage of the dream. Yes. Yep. <laughs> The only thing he really did was promise Cobb to get him back to his family. That's about it for me on that guy. I mean, he was he was shot up and just bandaged up and was a real liability. Liability. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> so, so Sato was really cool. Uh, he was a really cool character, right? So, yeah, he promises this pipe dream. Shot. Yes, he promises this. <laughs> This pipe dream for uh, Dom to get back home, right? Dom cannot get back home because of what happened within yeah. the movie. We don't really know exactly what happens, you know, but that starts to kind of unfold as the movie goes. And this mm-hmm. businessman promised him to get back to his uh, kids and family. I love it that he's along for the, for the ride, man. He is actually the studio. That's what he's acting as. So he is Warner Brothers. He is uh, <laughs> Columbia, right? He is Paramount. Uh, he is the person who basically says, hey, you want to make this movie? You want to do this job? I'm the money. I'm the backing. Yeah. I have all this Let's go. Let's make make it happen, man. He helps Cobb get away at the beginning of the movie because he said he's protecting his investment. Ken Watanabe, this is one of his first real like English speaking roles as an actor, and he was slick, man. He was chill. Yeah, I, everybody was in Armani, man. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> is that a shameless plug? Are we plugging Armani? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Armani, if you wanted to pay us yeah, for this, send us uh, over some, some suits. We're cool with it. Yeah, we'll definitely rock an Armani suit in right. 95 degree weather. I'm so cool with that. I'm a 48 reg, by the way, 48 reg. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move over here to uh, Cillian Murphy, uh, Robert. Michael Fisher, the heir to the business empire in the target for the inception. Rico, talk to me about this guy, man. I was hoping you were going to ask me because in my mind, he was just an idiot. So, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Everything that they were doing to him, I get it that, you know, they were playing with his mind. That's the whole purpose, the inception and his dreams and stuff. But he seemed like such a lost yeah. child, right? Like, 
yeah. everything they were doing to him or saying to him, he ate it up. You know, not like yeah. our, you know, our shot up friend who laid down on the rug and was like, ah, you know, this isn't my rug. You know, I'm I'm on uh, polyester. You know, like this mine is wool. You know, like <laughs> this guy, he get, had get no this clue. Out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had no clue where so it was it's, it's, or what was actually, going on. <laughs> so it's actually funny you say that, right? Because my, my notes read, you know, at first we think he's this dumb young heir, uh, but soon find out through his dreams, he's actually a lot more and a lot smarter, right? He has all these, remember the, the I guess we'll call them like the stormtroopers in this movie yeah. that kind of protect him when there's violence mm-hmm. or something happening within the dream. Nobody, nobody was prepared. Nobody on the team was prepared for him to uh, have those guys or those things like protect him, right? At which point? Every time something went wrong, those guys appeared. Obviously, there was like, yeah. you know, Arthur. It was Molly. <laughs> it was Mo- I'm telling you, it was Molly. That's what that was. See, this is what I'm saying. Do we know the plot? Because you got something completely different than I got. That's the beauty of a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie right there, man. Interpretation is key. <laughs> and you interpret it one way, and I interpret it a different way there. So You interpret that because that's what they say in the movie. They say exactly. he has this security and all that stuff. But do they know? You know, like Rico said, you know, do they even know yeah. if that's really what was going on? Yeah. So he was, so he, but, but there was more to him. Oh, I, I, mind blown, I, I honestly thought he was like, <laughs> I honestly thought he was like this, this young, dumb, Richie Rich type kid at first. Yeah. But then there was, you know, peeling back the onion, there's actually more to him, especially when he gets in there with his father at the end. And, you know, we see what he just, what he wants from his father. Yeah. That was interesting. Let me change that. Let's say naive. That's a good word. That's a There's solid a word. Solid. Gullible things going on in his dream that I felt like he should have exited out. But, you know. <laughs> You're like, something, something's just not right. When, when everybody's approaching you in the Marnie suits, ding, ding, ding. You know, yeah. you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do there? <laughs> So I was watching the Tomorrow War again, bro. Okay, and, bro. Have you yeah. heard of the action movie rule of Chris? All right, uh, here we go. What are you talking about, Clyde? Okay, the action movie rule of Chris. Every Chris is a bona fide action movie star. You gotta hear me out right. here, bro. Let's if go. You are a movie star living in Hollywood, doing your thing, and your name is Chris. You're an action star. Dude, check this out. Chris Evans, mm-hmm. Captain America, Snowpiercer, Cellular, The Losers, Hemsworth, the Australian guy, six foot four, oh, yeah. right? Thor, <laughs> Black Hat, Extraction, Snow White and the Huntsman, Red Dawn. He got a bullet to the head in Red Dawn. Can't forget that, but still an action star. And, and those golden locks. Those golden locks. Pratt, 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 right? Christopher Pratt. Mm-hmm. The Tomorrow War. This one you were just watching. Star-Lord, yep. Jurassic World, The Magnificent Seven, Zero Dark Thirty. This dude killed, shot, took out Bin Laden. Just amazing. Okay? <laughs> Get my man Chris Pine. Yeah. He played opposite Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. The Finest Hour, Shadow Recruit, and Smoking Aces. Super mm-hmm. weird in Smoking Aces, but action packed movie star, okay? Sometimes we gotta get weird. Gotta get weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Christopher Ludacris Bridges, okay? 
this dude's an action star because he was in literally all 35 of the Fast and Furious movies. Just every yeah. single one of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, your name is Chris. You kick butt and take names. Oh, let's not even forget about Chris Farley. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, multiple times. Action, action, and more action, bro. Talk yes. to me, man. Who, who's your favorite, Chris? I'll say right up front, obviously, Farley's the GOAT. No doubt. Get that out the way. Uh, but for this current generation of Chris's, I'll have to go with the God of Thunder, man. He does it all for me, but not in a weird way most of the time. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. All right, dude. So I actually have like a lot more Chris's to run through, dude. Let's go ahead and hit so, it, man. Clyde, so, Clyde, I'm, what's up? Clyde, I'm going to go ahead and uh, land this plane for us. All right, guys. Hit us up with your favorite Chris and the movie you enjoyed him in. And you know the socials, Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. He had a small role in this movie, uh, Michael Caine, as <laughs> as Dom's uh, father or father-in-law? Uh, father-in-law. Father-in-law, man. Uh, really quick, you know, no, I don't want to spend too much time on, on him, but uh, it's the incredible Michael Caine. Dude was just fabulous and everything. Yeah. He gets it. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Every, every, <laughs> I mean, he's like 88 in every scene, though. He is like, yo, captivating. Like, yeah. What is this guy going to say next? He gets it. Every single time. And he knows about Dom and what he does, too. Exactly. That's, that's how they meet Ariande. He created the, he, yeah, he created this whole yeah. Inception type uh, dream, going somebody's dream and extract. So very cool. Let's talk about our, I guess she is the antagonist of the movie, kind of. Can she be considered that? Marion Cotillard's uh, uh, mall. That's my girl. I don't really know how we would uh, tag her. Yeah. Considering she's part of Dom's mind. It's kind of hard to say if she's uh, something that is coming after him or if it's something that he's trying to keep away. It's kind of hard to say. I, I don't really know where to put her at. But it's an interesting twist to the whole movie. You know, he he's trying to do his thing. He's trying to do this inception. And there's like a virus in his mind that just comes after him every time something's going on. You never know where she's going to pop up. At. <laughs> and, and she pops up everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> everywhere, yeah. Uh, I, I really like her in this role, right? She does this. Uh, she's very, you know, she's oozing with like beauty and and sex appeal and mysterious as well. She's very mysterious in this movie. It's her eyes, and you want to know more. You want to know, like, why the hell do you keep tormenting my man? <laughs> Every like third scene, you're tormenting Dom, and I need I need yeah. to know why, right? <laughs> As the I guess antagonist, if we want to tag her there, we don't have to, but right. she really didn't seem like one, and and that's why it's kind of like you said, it's kind of hard to tag her, is that because you just want to know more about her mm-hmm. before you make any kind of ju- judgments at all. And I don't think she ever really went after Dom specifically, did she? She just was trying to foil his plans, right? Yeah. Like like she would just come in and just mess things up and like a cat. That was how she did stuff. Yeah. Knock it off the counter. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> Knock it off the counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get off that damn counter, cat. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. That's the beauty behind the what should be the plot, you know? Like we're trying to figure out why is she showing up every step of the way 
tripping them yeah. up, you know, messing things up here and there just to find out that it's his own guilt. That's making her do it. That's why she keeps yeah. coming back because he's feeling yeah. guilty about it. You know, I like that you said, Javi, that there is a, uh, you know, and that ties into exactly what Rico said. There's a virus in his brain. And it's it, it's her, and she's affecting everything that he's trying to do yeah. every single time, man. So another great character in this movie. I have the perfect analogy. It's LimeWire. LimeWire. <laughs> All he's trying to do is download some free music. <laughs> <laughs> And she oh. just comes in and wrecks the computer. That is, that is an age stamp for all of us right wow. there. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where we grew up at. I like it. I like it. There. Good deal. Jeremy, let's go ahead and uh, move over here. Let's talk about the sets and the music, right? This is 2010. Uh, just for the sets alone, uh, anybody knows anything about Christopher Nolan, he tries to do everything practical. So mm-hmm. they were in Tokyo, France, Tangier, Alberta, Canada, right, for that awesome snow scene. Um, everything was just gorgeous in this beautiful, yeah. amazing-looking locations. Um, you know, I can talk about this, just the look and feel of this all day. I mean, you got cool-ass dudes in suits in all these cool-ass locations, right? Like, yeah. that's how I want to live my life, man. <laughs> 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 and just talk about like what we're gonna do next, right? Yeah, I, I feel like they just go to these lo- locations to have a quick conversation, and then they're in France, and then they go to Alberta, right? right? And that's kind of how Christopher Nolan moves with with his movies. But it's just super cool as backdrops, man. What what what'd you guys think of the look and feel of the movie? Yeah, I mean, we're what eleven years later, and uh, everything still looks awesome. Oh, good God, yeah! By yeah. just watching the movie, it was like you know, like it was made this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watching the guys work, uh, the different uh, stunts they did, and all that. Like I said, with all the you know as many practical stunts as they they could do, I think there was just a handful of you know visual work from what I read. Looked great. I mean, yeah. it was hard to tell even when they went from from dream to dream. You know, the different levels, you could still kind of get lost in what was supposed to be the reality and what was supposed to be the dream. Absolutely. Music to my ears all day, man. I love hearing stuff like that, right? Um, <clears throat> every location is oozing with class and style, man. I also like, mm-hmm. you're talking about the the uh, practicality of things. You know, they do the steps that are like never ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was practical, right? Yeah. Right. And then the whole thing with Arthur uh, fighting in the hallway that's like moving, He's like oh, suspended yeah. in air. Practical. Wild. Wild. <laughs> Rico, man, this uh, score by, by Hans Zimmer. Talk to me about it. What were your thoughts, man? Trying to wrap it around without talking too much and not saying simply it fit. It also... <laughs> well, it's what we say every week, so... <laughs> <laughs> and saying that, Rico, it's funny because that's like what I think a great score is. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I felt like with this movie in particular, yeah. and there's other movies out there, obviously, Jurassic Park is one of my favorites with, as far as the score, it immerses you into yeah. the movie. You don't really realize it's leading you down and making you think certain ways, but it's definitely doing it. Yeah. And that's, that's. And then the, all of a sudden you got horns blasting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> then Maul with the train. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's 
exactly it. Like, oh. it's obviously, you know, a lot of movies do that, but it's like a handful of movies that really kind of connect the dots where it's not that predictable. Do, 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 You know, or, or if I want you to be sad, you know, like, you know, yeah. those movies, you know, like, you know, the scene, if you're in a other room, that scene came on, you're like, oh, it's supposed to be sad right now. You know, th- yeah. this wasn't yeah. that type yeah. of feel. Like, they didn't give you that at all. You know, there, it's funny you say that. It's great you say that because there's certain directors, right, and certain composers who work together that just do that to a T. Steven Spielberg uses John Williams, right, and for every one of his movies. And he's just fantastic. And they just kind of get into the editing room and the composing room, and they just know where, where each one are. Christopher Nolan always works with Hans Zimmer. And same exact thing. They just know what each other are looking for and they get the best mm-hmm. out of each other and the final product of that you know score is just amazing on film like this score is chilling yeah. it's it's dense has a lot of those electric sounds that that just work and feel because as much as it it's not really sci-fi this movie doesn't really feel like a sci-fi movie uh but it is so these electric sounds still bring you into it like wait this is some scientific fiction type stuff yeah. that's happening, man. And this is okay. I'm back in it now. Thank you, Hans, right? So, so he wasn't. So he was still in a dream and inside of another dream. Now he's not Am in a dream. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Here. So let's go ahead and uh, move over here to the uh, themes. Uh, Rico, man, before we uh, wrap up here, uh, do you have any thoughts on what kind of the themes of the movie are? So, no. I love it. I love it. It's- Long story short. So, sometimes, you know, sometimes there's not one. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, I'm still trying to pick up the pieces from what they did to my mind. <laughs> 11 years later, right? right? 11 years later. That's why, that's why I specifically went to your page and said, hey, Inception. Because I yeah, literally watched yeah. it. It was on Netflix, and I was just like, yeah. I still don't get it. I still don't understand. <laughs> still, still doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> I was like, I still don't know exactly what happened, and I'm very irritated about it. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me go ahead and try to bring, bring it home a little bit here, man. So uh, this movie packs a lot of concepts and thoughts into this two, two hours and 28-minute runtime. I like that they talk about, you know, what is a dream versus what is reality? Uh, the concept of how to make a movie. We talked about that a little bit with the characters. Mm-hmm. The, the entire film is a metaphor for filmmaking, everything and everyone involved with that process. Mm-hmm. This movie also touches on great loss and how to keep moving forward, right? Dom is a character. is He's dealing with that virus in his head of this woman mall, but he's still got to move forward. He's still got to, you know, get to his kids. Cause that's the, that's the goal. That's the dream. That's where he wants to be in the world. And just to be able to move forward yeah. like that through all this hardship and, and, and craziness and almost failing several times. I just, I just love Leonardo DiCaprio and how he just does that in this role. So. All right, Rico, I, we definitely appreciate your time, man, mm-hmm. you know, yep. joining us on the pod today. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. You get some finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> 
until next time, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll find something else that I can harp on. Oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely. You want to let the, pe- the good people know of uh, any kind of uh, social media cred or anything, sir? Uh sure. You know they can always follow me at www. No, I'm joking. It's just <laughs> the names <laughs> underscore suave. You know on Instagram. That's cool. Awesome. You know, awesome. Man. Well, we definitely appreciate your time, man. You have a good night. All right, y'all. Be easy now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks, Rico, for uh, your thoughts on Inception. Uh, Javi, this movie, man, uh, give me your thoughts. How many bucks of popcorn do you give it? I'm going to give this one a four out of five. Come on. Talk to me. Man, this thing still holds up strong after 11 years. Yeah. And it's two and a half hours long. And honestly, I I didn't. I don't really get bored when I watch it. Thank you. <laughs> I, two and a half. That's a long time for me. You know, this one is a. Uh, <laughs> you know, when we're talking about kind of like, you know, drama, you know, kind of mystery thing, but it's so much wrapped up action, uh, the sci-fi aspect, you know, of the dream and dream in a dream situation. <laughs> And this cast, man, they do such a great job. You really feel them believing in all this that's going on, and it really keeps you wrapped up in it. What about you, man? I agree with you, man. This movie is a five buckets of popcorn, man. I'm going back to the concession stands four times after this movie starts, nah. man. <laughs> Give me my one bucket, and I'm going back four times for my five buckets of popcorn, baby. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to need it for a two and a half hour long movie. By yeah, it's a long movie. You need a I couple eat a lot of popcorn, too. but no, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tour de force from Christopher Nolan, man. He follows up The Dark Knight with this. And this not being a already, you know, this not being a book or a comic book or already a property that's already been done. Right? This is an original concept mm-hmm. uh, from the mind of Christopher Nolan. He kills it, man. This is a Mm. world that if they wanted to just make sequels and do crap like that, they could probably make them be fantastic. Um, The cast is super sexy. Mm. They're all in Armani suits. All the time. Um, They're just just badasses, man. The way that they are just going from uh, scene to scene, from dream to dream. And just the the levels. And then, like, there's still people out there that don't like Leonardo DiCaprio for some reason. I guess they still think he's the, the dude from Titanic. But, like, <laughs> this movie, he is a bona fide star. Yeah. My man can do action. My man can do comedy. He can do drama. He can do anything on the planet, and he kills it, man. Well, what was wrong with Titanic, I guess, is my question. Uh, you know what? We'll talk about that on our three-and-a-half-hour-long <laughs> pod. On James Cameron. (laughs) We'll just do that one. We'll just keep our movie next week and just do that one. How about that? (laughs) Oh, man. That movie's so damn long. Such a long movie, yes. So long. It had the VHSs. There was two. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Oh, no, man. But this is uh, just one of my favorite movies, man. And I can, Mm -hmm. the rewatchability is so high. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Inception. Next week, we'll be discussing the Sandra Bullock comedy, Miss Congeniality. And that's streaming on HBO Max. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 